You know, you'd think people would be subtle about things like imposing a new world order, but the globalists seem excited to share and inflict their opinions on the whole wide world. Take a look. As one of as the uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946, and uh, since then we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to there's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. We've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. So anyway. They're no longer hiding it. They are proud of it. And they obviously believe that the public is actually ready for one world government to accept it, to embrace it. And believe it or not, they are rather open about actually using the Russia-Ukraine conflict to bring it about. Today, we'll be diving into a conversation at something called the World Government Summit of 2022 and the alarming projections that this meeting will have on our lives. This is the John Henry Weston Show. Stay tuned. Let's begin, as we always do, with the sign of the cross. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, the World Government Summit 2022 was held in Dubai from March 29th to 30th, and featured a number of panels and speeches that discussed economics, aviation, digital currency, and all of these topics were related to the situation in Russia and Ukraine. And as each talk unfolded, the concept of a new world order emerged as the dominant theme. This conference is full of the people behind the curtain, the movers and shakers that guide the world leaders. One of the panelists was Dr. Frederick Kempe, who is the president and CEO of the Atlantic Council, and that's a group which actively pushes a new world order. The Council has prominent globalists on it like Henry Kissinger. The Atlantic Council chairman is John F.W. Rogers, the executive vice president and chief of staff and secretary to the board of Goldman Sachs. And its founder is millionaire philanthropist Adrian Arsht. So you get the picture. So let's start with a look at what Dr. Kempe says about world orders and the link to the conflict in Russia and Ukraine. Uh, world orders are that uh, a group of countries across the world agree to a set of rules, and they agree to play by them. The second is there is a balance of power uh, so that no power feels that uh, it can subjugate a neighbor. That's what we've lost in Russia. There wasn't a balance of power. Um, Europe decided the age of military power is over. And, 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 and so Russia is attempting to subjugate Ukraine. But then the third part of this is uh, a, a, a consensus that everyone accepts this. It seems that insofar as a country plays by these agreed-upon rules, there will be a kind of balance. But according to these globalists, China 
The same China that's engaged in genocide of the Uyghurs. The same China that's enforced a one-child policy with torture and forced abortion for the mothers who dare to have a second child. The same China that bulldozes Christian churches. These globalists see this China as an ideal example of a peaceful country growing and cooperating with the world order and playing by its rules. While Russia, which, at least from before the war in Ukraine, at least promoted the growth of the Orthodox Church and, you know, some policies favoring life and family, but they see Russia as the opposite. Check this out. And we thought that everyone could fit into this system that had been created, and it worked for a while, uh, but not everybody came into it. Uh, But China grew. China uh, certainly uh, took uh, full advantage of being part of the global system. Uh, Russia did not. Russia became more of a... Apparently, according to this logic, these outliers are the things standing in the way of world peace. Russia's aggression has become an excuse for globalists to push for a worldwide government, for a one-world government. Think that's a coincidence? Well, let's take another look at what Dr. Kempe says. Now, and this gets to your question, Becky, of a new world order, is uh, it can go in two directions with the war in Ukraine now being a decisive element. Either the jungle is back, as the historian Bob Kagan talks, and, and that we can go into a darker era, um, or we could go into an era because of the advances of science, advances of technology, that could be one of the most prosperous, promising, progressive, enlightened, moderate, modern eras that we've ever faced. And I think... Now, clearly, he sees this new world order as an imminent development, defining world orders and relating it to Ukraine specifically. He goes on emphasizing Ukraine as a fulcrum, as a tipping point. Have a listen. And I think we're in a moment where that's being decided. And I think the importance of the Ukraine issue is that it's a fulcrum for this. And how the world manages this and comes out of this is going to have far-reaching consequences that go beyond. No, Dr. Kempe's not the only one. Moderator Becky Anderson of CNN fame made this statement following Dr. Kempe's claims. U.S. President has framed the tension of this moment as pitting democracy versus autocracy. Considering all of these statements, it's obvious that the globalists are capitalizing on a unique opportunity with Ukraine. Alongside these comments on Russia and Ukraine directly, the panels also addressed the new financial system that this new world order or one world government will use. Economist Dr. Pippa Malgram served as special assistant to the President of the United States for Economic Policy on the National Economic Council during George W. Bush's presidency. She now publishes books on economic topics and also appears as a regular guest on the BBC and Bloomberg. She claims this new financial system will replace the traditional one. And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we are on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. 
It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a... She adds that it will be sovereign. Take a look at this. Digital constitution of human rights, if we're going to have digital money. Uh, but also, this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto and private. So what is the significance here? Well, with a new financial system, globalists can introduce universal currency. Dr. Malgram asks this thought-provoking question, though. Europeans have committed to that as well. And the question is, will that new system of digital money and digital accounting accommodate the competing needs of the citizens of all these locations so that every human being has a chance. And that's a great question to ask as globalists strive to unify the world and leave the low-level needs of citizens behind. Turning the conversation back to Ukraine, Dr. Kempe even quotes Pope St. John Paul II in his praise for President Joe Biden's speech acted from a speech that is one of the most brilliant speeches, maybe the most important speech of his lifetime. Uh, and it really put the Ukraine situation in a broader, uh, in a world order sort of framework, the, what we're talking about today. And he did it absolutely brilliantly. And he talked about how the darkest periods of history uh, can produce the most progress. He quoted uh, uh, the, the Polish Pope, John Paul II, on uh, do not be afraid. In the areas of aviation and money, other panels reference this new world order as well. In the panel on aviation, Sir Tim Clark, who's president and CEO of Emirates Airline, which is, of course, the largest airline and one of the two flag carriers of United Arab Emirates and is owned by the government of Dubai's Investment Corporation of Dubai. Sir Tim makes a statement about Russia relating it to this idea across our network. But at the same time, now we have the uh, Ukrainian issue, which, of course, um, is possibly more serious in terms of civil aviation and other uh, areas in the global economy than, than uh, the uh, COVID pandemic. And I say that simply because from a civil, civil aviation point of view, from an airline point of view, the notion that the going forward with the, uh, what I would call the economic iron curtain moving to the east and the exclusion of Russia in the future and its civil aviation uh, power that it has is going to cause a tectonic shift in the way um, airlines and the aviation business goes about. So it's interesting how COVID-19 and its related issues have nearly disappeared in the wake of the new convenient catastrophe going on in Ukraine. Adding to Dr. Malgram's claims about the new financial system was Bjorn Krog Anderson. He's the head of Legal for Banking Circle, a fully licensed bank and financial infrastructure built for payments, business, and banks. He is also a board member of the Concordium Foundation, which is a Swiss-based nonprofit focused on building the world's leading open source permissions and decentralized blockchain. So listen to what, Dr. what Anderson says. If you have a negative view, they're trying to replace what we have today with the central bank and the banks with just 
e-money, right? And the they in this case refers to regulators using CBDCs, central bank digital currencies. However, the implications of this are that one universal digital system of currency will be the financial system of the new world order. So another panelist, William Quigley, is the co-founder of Tether, a blockchain-enabled platform designed to allow fiat currencies to be used digitally. A Tether token is a cryptocurrency that's hosted on the Ethereum and Bitcoin blockchains, among others, and it's issued by the Hong Kong company Tether Limited, which in turn is controlled by the owners of Bitfinex, a cryptocurrency exchange. Take a look at what he says. Stablecoins are this are this unbelievable like gift from God. They they allow anybody to hold native currency without ever having a bank and without ever having to convert that currency into another currency. A gift from God, he says. So clearly the elites have brought the talk of a new world order meaning a one-world government, out of the closet. In fact, far beyond bringing it out of the closet, they've showed the need with COVID, with all the need for controlling worldwide pandemics, which seem to come conveniently whenever they want them. They can even predict them in advance. (laughs) They're now showing it again with Ukraine. They show that one-world government is really needed and necessary. They showed the need for it with finance and with these so-called passports. They've actually laid out the plans for the passports, without which you can't buy or sell, as we we have seen, we've experienced in these last couple of years. They've shown us all how it works. In fact, you could say that the biblical prophecies are upon us. The real question is, are we ready? 